Good afternoon, Plannerverse. Welcome to episode 95 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse. I am your co-host, Karina Tovmasyan, and with me is the ever-sexy, ever-present Steve Morton. Hi, Steve. Steady on, steady on. (laughs) Good afternoon. (laughs) How are are you, Steve? Not so bad, not so bad. Well, have I got a podcast topic for you today. Are you ready to hear it? Go on. Okay, well, I've been keeping this this secret for the last two minutes. Steve doesn't know, but actually he knows. He's, He's just playing on. Today's podcast episode is, we're calling it How to Achieve Deeper Planning. And, and really, all it is, if we, if we look at it in a nutshell, is the ability for those of us who do planning, paper planning especially, to deconstruct what we've planned and ensure that our plans are including primary, secondary, and tertiary courses of events. What does that mean? That means, in general, are we looking ahead to make sure that the plans that we have in place don't conflict with other things that we have going on, or that they're actually aligned with the goals that we've set up for ourselves, usually at the beginning of the year or the end of the year, depending on which side of the stick you're holding when it comes to New Year's Eve. (laughs) But that's usually when most of the planning gets done, or at least people have a desire to express that they want to get some plans achieved and goals achieved, and they find the New Year's Eve to be a good excuse to let that out in public, right? They sort of, hey, I've got something I want to achieve next year. Let me tell you all about how I'm going to fail by the second week. (laughs) (laughs) that great conversation stopper isn't it at new year's eve parties what have you got planned for the new year then gerald right what are <laughs> gerald what are you, your new year's resolutions tom <laughs> right so so we both realize uh, in our planning steve and i have have realized that we write things down we get things done we've gotten through the getting things done part because there's a system attached to it But the concern that comes up is number one, do we have an end of year process that allows us to close out one year and open up another year without closing out the continuity and the inspiration and the momentum of having achieved and succeeded at certain goals? In other words, do you stop do you do your goals stop existing at midnight? Do they turn into a pumpkin? And I I say they don't. I think Steve would agree with me too on this one. Rarely, but he does. That your goals don't stop uh, existing at midnight, and they do continue. And what needs to change, I think, from from my perspective, is that your year end process has to have some kind of continuity legacy measurement, so that you can take on what's worked and remove what hasn't worked. Because what hasn't worked sometimes, very often actually, gets rolled over into the next year without any kind of consideration. And that's the point of this podcast. We are trying to stop people repeating mistakes. And the way that we do that is by going into deeper planning. And my deep planning expert 
happens to be sat across from me today uh, wearing his blue and green jumper and and <laughs> playing with his headphones <laughs> so steve <laughs> impart some wisdom upon us as far as closing out the year and what what do you do do you just throw your book into the fire and say that's it it's done i'm buying a brand new planner is that, no, i, I no, know no, that's no. what you do pour gasoline no, no, on it and, and just no, light no, a match no. right no 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 well no. what we haven't got a fire <laughs> <laughs> no fireplace, so that's a bit, of a, a bit difficult. I uh, must admit, I've never really sort of put much thought to this one. You, you always sort of catch me out with these sort of um, astounding ideas. That you know, so, what do you do? And I go like bunny in the in the headlights <laughs> so, type thing. And and I think, yeah, okay. So what do I do each year? I don't. I suppose. I suppose I sort of in the process of. Um, clearing out inserts from the sort of previous year and archiving things and, and what have you I do at that point um, review what tasks and things long term sort of stuff didn't get done or only got partially got done um, in the previous year and, and then sort of set up a new sort of um, set of lists of one description or another um to to attempt to achieve a few things in the forthcoming year but you know aside of that i've never really put that much sort of thought into it i suppose i should do and um no doubt through this this um episode i'll put a bit more thought into what i do this the, at the end of this year sort of thing but certainly well, it seems um, to me that you actually do a lot more steve it seems that besides mm. archiving you actually do have i know you've you've aired to me a couple of times that you sit down and you have a sort of brainstorming session i think you called it mm. where you set up what the new goals are for the new yeah. year one thing i've tried to do um is it, it and I, we're all guilty of this we sort of store we sort of, you know, put um, information away like like sort of rabbits sort of gathering sort of food for winter sort of thing. We ferret stuff away in our planners. And we're very reluctant sometimes to sort of remove things from it. So these things just grow and grow and grow. What I've right. tried to do the last few years is to actually, sort of, you know, review each, not necessarily each bit of paper that's in there, but certainly go through what's being stored in there. Does it still need to be there? Is there a sort of outstanding action attached to it in some shape or form? Uh, and and sort of then sort of, or the other thing that I like to do at the new year, and I don't know why I always do it at the new year, because it's mostly too late by that point, is um, do a review of <laughs> names, names and addresses, for instance. Um, I've got a, a sort of an active contact list, which I store on a computer, admittedly, but I've actually got a method of actually extracting that information onto paper. And I know a lot of people don't do this these days, but it it is easy enough to... Um, I've found a way of doing it, and um, I sort of refresh my um, contact pages 
sort of in the first week or so of January. That's another little task that, that gets done. But Well, when it comes to, to deep planning, and we're talking about first order, second order, and third hmm. order events here. And I know we, were, we, we had referenced a couple of articles. I think Steve's going to link them for you yep. in, when the podcast's finished. But ultimately, what we're trying to achieve here is it's more than just setting up goals for the different aspects of your life. If we were talking about this earlier, if you've set up, if let's say you have five aspects of your life, right? There's family, there's health, there's work, there's friends, and I don't know, personal, something like that. And if you see that two out of the five aspects of your life are working brilliantly, but that other three aren't, then there has to have some, there has to be a conversation that one has with oneself and one's planner that says, where in these pages did I did I lose the plot about making sure that these other three aspects are also covered? Why didn't these goals come to and come to fruition? And what needs to happen for these three goals? Because clearly the other two got sorted out. So you've done something right, and we have to now address what is that next level of deeper planning that we're discussing that will allow someone to go from failed goal to succeeded goal. And I think based on what the article has said, the one in psychology today, was that you have to start considering a little a little deeper into what are the second and third order events that get affected when you make a choice. So you say a choice might be for your health, that you'd like to go exercise more, fine. What's the second order of events? The second thought would be, okay, well, now you have to pick a time and place. And then third order would be who's going to be affected by that time and place, right? Where are you not going to be when you're exercising? I suppose that would be one step of thinking into the deeper planning aspect of it. Do you, when you, when you set up your, your goals for the following year, Steve, do you consider that level of planning or do you initially just do an outline and then start breaking down i I most probably just consider the first level of things is just just the sort of headline i don't go any deeper than that yeah and right sort of headlines and literally just the sort of outline in terms of any future dates that i've got I will go through the my planner and actually write them in at that point. I quite enjoy doing that. I don't know why. You know, things like birthdays and anniversaries and stuff like that, and you know, because there's easily sort of identifiable. Events. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to be able to pinpoint and say, "Here, I, I can put a sticker on this and class cross that out and mm. tap that in." And so it's easy to get plugged in and tuned on to those things because you know. You know exactly what needs to be done. Those are the first Mm. primary order of events. Now, if we're going to discuss deeper planning, as you were saying, the second order would be to set up goals for the aspects of your life and include those goals in the year-end closing out process Mm -hmm. for your planner. So as you're archiving your materials, as you're going through the pages and you're seeing what items have you addressed? Maybe there were some random notes that were left out that eventually might lead to their own little goal on mm. their own. You just kind of wanted to read about a book or find out more about camping or find out more about traveling or 
minimalism or whatever it is that you wanted to try and you just really didn't get into it because you got sidetracked or whatever it was. Well, the secondary, so primary, secondary order of events would be to set up and say, well, what needs to change? What needs to change for this to happen? And if the setup for, that you have in your daily habits and daily routines for your life are currently set up that there's no room for the secondary order of events to happen, then perhaps it's time to consider changing your life, mm. right? So if, you ha- if, if it didn't happen because there was no room, the only way it's going to happen is if you make room. And the, initially, the first place the space has to be created is in your mind. You actually have to believe that you want this. And if you say that you want this, then you have to make room for it. So the secondary order would be where and when the time space continuum strikes again. You can't have a where without the when. <laughs> and then the third order of events, tertiary events, would be now that you're taking it to that level. Well, what's a possible outcome of that? So let's say you want to dive into minimalism. Well, that would mean what? Reading more books or being able to have join a club or taking apart uh, everything you own room by room, doing it one item at a time. However that looks for you, it's got to have some kind of plan. And the, the thing that I think both of us reacted to is that there comes a point in deep planning where the planning absolutely stalls the progress of events, mm. where... We've done so much deep planning that the next step says, and now you've got to write down the next step. And the next step is to write down the next step. And the next step is to, and now, so now you're stuck, right? You're actually not making forward progress. And that's where the limit is. That's where I think you and I, (laughs) Steve did that once with his little, he has a write up on how to do a podcast, right? So he he did this Uh, thing. I will share that because it it gives a a pretty good example of, of um, what you can start at a simple level of things and take yeah. it forward to an ever more more and more complicated as you go through. Uh, and, you know, having looked at it, this I wrote back in about 18 months ago, uh, but looking at it again today, one thing, some things have changed on that list. So... It's not quite sort of up to date, but I'll, I'll have a go at updating it before publishing it. Um, but it made me realise that there is, a, I've only done it to three levels, but the fourth level, because I've, even at the third level. Quaternary, by the way, that's what it's called. The quaternary oh, all right. Level, it, well, I can't pronounce that, but yeah, anyway, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you would end up with such a high, you know, it goes on for about three pages, even at the third level. So to to go even further in to a fourth level, it would just become a monstrous document and you'd never get from what start to finish. And this was all about right. making 30 minutes of talking. So the 30 minute bit is, you know, when you actually look at the thing, is sort of a minute part of this overall sort of start to finish process about making a podcast yeah. and publishing it. It's yeah. quite crazy, really. I can't remember. Someone and, and that's, asked that, me that's to, to write down what we did. Or did I have, they called it a workflow uh, process. And I think they were doing it to demonstrate to someone or as part of a talk or something. So I said, well, I do have one, but it's not written down. 
And I said, I've just got sort of, you know, five or six elements to it to start with. And I said, wrote those down. And then I suddenly thought, well, hold on, that's just, that, that's just the headlines. If you go to the next level, we can sort of break down those five into, you know, another five points for each one sort of thing. I can't remember how many it goes to now. And then it, it just seems to multiply and sort of snowball sort of thing, each level you go through. And it becomes right. a monstrous thing by the time you've finished, really. But, um, and, and the point of that is to show that you can actually plan yourself into stagnation. Yeah. So, and that's not what we're talking here, right? We're, we're actually talking about getting yourself organized mentally, putting the plans down on paper so that you're not just considering the first order of events. You've taken into consideration second and tertiary orders. However, you're not going to stop moving forward as a result of not knowing a variable that's coming down three months down the line. Yeah. You still keep moving forward and you adjust as you get closer to deadlines and milestones. The, the problem with over planning, <laughs> I see, is if you over plan, you are assuming no prior knowledge about how to do something. Really, aren't you? Because you sort of say, you say something simple like, I know, um, set up the, the microphone. And that's just one line, and you, you've got no more detail than just that. Well, the next level, of course, goes through a huge number of various steps to doing that task alone, assuming that they, you know, you've never done it before, or you've only done it once before. You need a reminder about how to do that bit. But it just becomes the problem with that and any sort of large task like that so the thing becomes so huge that you can't you, you never get to sort of well you either don't start the thing because you think oh, crikey will right. i ever get to the end of it um so this is where and i will say stuck right, in neutral yeah you're you, you've got to re literally break this thing down into something that's achievable <laughs> in a, a, a sort of a reasonable amount of time because if you've set something up that's going to take you 10 weeks to do and you think well where am i going to how am i going to measure whether i'm getting to the old the end of this thing you know is it all going to happen in week two or week eight <laughs> and there's no way to predict that that's the thing because people that over plan have a tendency to think they can plan and adjust for everything before it ever happens and unfortunately that's not the case and so what we're suggesting is that Go on with your primary plans, but if you want to get to deeper planning, you've got to take into consideration second, secondary and tertiary courses of events. And if you feel like that level of planning is too deep and it's stopping you being able to move forward, then cut out tertiary, put them down on a separate list, and then come back to them as you move closer to the goal of what you're, maybe you're trying to move, maybe you're trying to learn a new skill, maybe you're trying to go back to work, whatever it is, but consider using primary and secondary courses of events as planning block building blocks mm. and then seeing if tertiary events can fit in building blocks is a, is a great way of describing it i think because that you can then um adjust the timing of things a lot easier if you've broken the thing down a lot easier another thing i mentioned to you earlier 
which sort of came to me in sort of, you know, some wacky way or other, is that don't think that you have to stick to the same level of planning throughout the thing you're trying to do. You might, you know, if there's something that you can just simply write one line down for, fine. If there's something that needs five lines writing down, fine. You don't have to stick. You can go swap from one level to the other and then back again. Absolutely. Uh, and, Absolutely. and sort of, you know, you might find the, sort of the middle of the road sort of level is good enough. Because the other problem you're going to have, of course, is if you're going to have something that's so detailed, you're going to end up running out of space on, you know, if you're going to try and squeeze it into your current planning thing, it's it just not going to work. So you, you're going to have to reference some, you know, another page somewhere else sort of thing if you really need right. the detail. And I think that this is exactly why... I, I like the, the pages and layouts of the Filofax um, inserts, the way that they come. And often people ask me, well, what do you do with the inserts? If you notice, the inserts are painted with a brush that allows for minimum to maximum levels of writing. So the mm. yearly planner that's fold out usually, whether it's horizontal or vertical, mm. has very small boxes in it. Mm. That means you're going to put minimal amount of information in there. Mm. It's not designed to carry forward detailed plans of what's going to happen. No. It's designed to hold hold dates, basically, mm. is all, all it is. It's a reservation system for making sure that those dates don't get sold out to other customers. So if you're planning a trip, those trips are sold. Those days are sold. If you're, if you're planning a holiday, right, all of those things are sold. So really, it's a holding device system for dates. Now, if we go to the next level, which would be monthly... Monthly allows you to see on a little bit more detailed version your year. It's all it is. You're just laying out what is whether it's monthly bills that you're paying or monthly locations that you go visit or whatever it is that happens on a monthly level. It's just the year broken down into 12 slices. So you're getting a little closer look with a little bit more space. The box has gotten a little bigger now. Now, if we take a look at the weekly spreads, whether it's vertical or horizontal, still, now you're just beginning to set up your day. We're no longer setting up the week, but it's your day spread out into a weekly layout. And I think that's the mistake that a lot of people make is they think, well, how much information can I crunch in? I've already eaten up my 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock. I need to write more stuff down. If you need to write more stuff down, then you're looking at a daily layout at that point or note paper that goes behind the weekly layouts that allows you to break down your days in the detailed fashion that you need. And Steve is absolutely right. Sometimes you have a list where you have four things on there, but number four has uh, points A through Z that need a defining, that need you to lay out and show exactly what's going to happen. And points one through three didn't. They just were simple, open mm. open door, leave house, walk out, right? And yeah. then step four was build time machine. So <laughs> now time machine has all these steps that need to happen. And if you account, uh, in other words, it's easy for everybody to put names for birthdays on the calendar because that's the easy thing to do. It's the hard thing to sit down and say, well, how am I going to make this work for my entire year so that it's aligned with the goals that I set up at the beginning of the year? That, my friends, requires deep planning. And deep planning requires 
thought and requires critical thinking into how you're going to make this work into your daily life. I will add a note of caution at this point in that, yes, you need, mostly you need a year planner. You most probably, you mostly squeeze in 12 months of monthlies, but don't think that you need 12 months worth of dailies and 12 months work of, worth of weeklies in addition, because you now are faced with an awful lot of duplication if you're not careful. Um, yeah. And an awful lot of paper. <laughs> Yeah. Some people yeah. decide to go dailies and monthlies. Some can get away with um, weeklies and monthlies. You know, a year plan is just a single sheet, really, isn't it? It's not not a big deal, and it just gives you that overall overview of the whole year. Right. And we, I think, we all use those one way or another. I certainly do. But I don't. I'm sort of. I'd add an error caution about sort of duplicating weeklies and dailies at the same time unless they're for different purposes of course then that's fine you know if you've got you're using one uh, type for work and another one for family life and what have you then then fine it's occurred to me that i i i use uh yearly monthly weekly and dailies uh, but i'm going to explain this in a moment so it's occurred to me that the weeklies, the yearly, monthly, and weeklies that I use are in an A5, mm -hmm. and the dailies that I use are in a personal size mm -hmm. planner. And so they, they live in two different places, and the purpose of them is that the, the weekly sets the pace for what's getting accomplished on a primary planning level, mm -hmm. and the dailies break down into secondary and tertiary slots mm -hmm how that planning's going to get accomplished. Because I may want to dig a garden bed in the back of my house, but I need to know where, I need to know what tools, I need to know mm. who's coming to help me, and all of that is not gonna fit in my weekly slots. No. So I use my weekly to define how I'm gonna be spreading out my time during the week. It's time management, really. Mm. And the weekly gets its gets its directives from the monthly, and the monthly has already told me through the yearly what the goals are. The mm -hmm. goals are to have tomatoes at the end of the year. Great. So if we're going to have tomatoes at the end of the year, I have to then define in detail by secondary and tertiary planning in my dailies where I'm buying the seed, how I'm mm. splitting it up, how I'm sowing it, and so on and so forth. So there's all the details happen in the daily book of life, whatever you want to call it. But the plans for those details sit in an A5. And maybe that will help visually help someone understand that it doesn't all have to be sat in one book. Mm. Yeah, there's a reason for having multiple books. And it doesn't, like, I don't need to know my dailies with me uh, when I'm doing my monthly or yearly planning. That's mm -hmm. irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Those are yeah. details. You haven't got, you haven't got to that level of detail at that big point. Picture planning. Right, right. So I hope, I hope that's helpful. Uh, th the goal of this episode is to get everybody thinking about coming up with a year-end, closing out the year-end process system. I'd like you to start thinking about what you need to make sure that one year is closed and the other year is open and to not recreate the same mistakes you did this year. Think of what needs to change and create that new element or create that new habit 
in your life so that you can bring about the change that you're wanting for the following year. Good. Okay. Glad he says it's good. Then it's good. <laughs> Everybody here, it's good. <laughs> Any final thoughts, Steve? No, not really. I think we've given everyone food for thought, including myself, as to what we're going to be doing um, towards the end of the year. And certainly, you know, how we intend to start the new year, which will be a sort of a good a place to start as any. Or we'll finish at that point, or good a place as any to finish even. <laughs> So where can we yeah, find you yeah. on the internet as as usual? You can find me on Instagram at Kareen Tovmasyan. You can find me at ThroatPunchResumesPlanerology.com and peeking behind Steve when he does his podcast to make sure he hits the record button properly. Oh, no. Where can we find you, Steve? You will find me <laughs> at Falafaxi.com, TravelersNotebookTimes.com and Mr. Falafaxi on Instagram. And don't forget, folks, if you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it, and share it. And also, would you take a look at our Patreon page? We are developing the Patreon page now even more so. Um, you get uh, free access. earlier. You get early access to the podcasts, of course. Where they'll still remain free at the normal publishing date. And you will also gain print downloadable printable versions of the show notes again we're putting them on the patreon page as well so that's about it so don't forget to take a look <laughs>